0: Mark Futato's exposition of Psalm 29 meticulously dissects its structure, themes, and contextual relevance, casting light on the Psalm's profound theological and spiritual implications. The Psalm is intricately composed of three strophes beginning with a directive to acknowledge God's glory and might, verses 1 2, transitioning to a vivid portrayal of God's voice as a powerful force in creation, verses 3 9 and culminating in an affirmation of God's eternal kingship and His provision of strength and peace to His people. Verses 10-11. Futato emphasizes the psalm's artistry, accentuating the deliberate repetitions of phrases like a scribe and the voice of the Lord, and the shift from imperative to indicative moods, which together heighten the psalm's rhythmic and thematic coherence. Futato's analysis extends beyond the psalm's internal dynamics, exploring its narrative and thematic continuity with neighboring Psalms. He contrasts the motif of divine silence in Psalm 28 with the resonant presence of God's voice in Psalm 29, portraying a profound dialogue between human supplication and divine response. This interplay not only affirms God's overarching sovereignty, but also His intimate involvement in the lives of His people. The themes of divine strength and blessing serve as leitmotifs, bridging Psalms 28, 29 and 30 and affirming that the psalm's message is not merely theological but deeply practical and life-affirming also futato positions psalm 29 within the broader corpus of kingship of yahweh psalms enriching its interpretative layers he interprets the mighty waters as symbols of cosmic chaos set against the backdrop of god's stabilizing order notably futato asserts the expansion of the psalm's audience from celestial beings to all of humanity as reflected in its parallel with Psalm 96. This universal call to worship highlights the inclusivity of God's sovereignty and the collective acknowledgement of His majestic power and benevolent rule. Through this comprehensive analysis, Futato not only elucidates the structural and thematic nuances of Psalm 29, but also invites readers into a deeper, more nuanced engagement with the psalm's enduring message of divine majesty, authority, and grace. Moreover, Futado's interpretation of Psalms, especially verses 1-2 of Psalm 29, provides a nuanced examination of its poetic structure and theological depth. He identifies these verses as a complex quatrain, intricately bound by the repetition of ascribe and to the Lord, distinguishing it from simpler poetic forms. This structure unifies the passage, culminating in a transition from the act of ascribing to an invitation to worship signifying the climax of divine reverence in his analysis futato scrutinizes the identity of the worshippers the bene ailim sons of gods he argues convincingly that these figures are celestial beings specifically angels drawing from the text's context and comparing translations this interpretation sets the stage for a heavenly assembly praising god's attributes the attributes indicated are god's glory and strength each bearing significant implications. Futato explores the multifaceted nature of God's glory, depicting it as both a visible manifestation and a symbol of royal authority. He relates this concept to biblical narratives and the tangible experiences of divine presence bridging the human and divine realms. Similarly, he portrays strength as a royal trait, emblematic of God's supremacy over chaos and his enduring role as a deliverer. These themes resonate through various psalms, celebrating God's majesty and providential acts. The quatrain's culmination invites the angels to worship God at the moment His holiness is splendidly revealed, particularly through a storm. This imagery not only reflects God's glory and power, but also serves as a prelude to the ensuing verses of the psalm, linking the proclamation of divine attributes to the vivid portrayal of His sovereignty in nature. Futato's meticulous examination sheds light on the psalm's rich theological and literary layers, revealing a profound narrative of divine majesty and worship. Furthermore, Futato interprets Psalm 29, 3, 9 as a vivid portrayal of a thunderstorm, symbolically representing the majesty and dominion of God and evoking worship from celestial beings. The storm is initially depicted as arising over the mighty waters of the Mediterranean, a term laden with theological implications. In biblical literature, mighty waters often symbolize chaos and turmoil, as seen in Psalms and other scriptures, where such waters represent forces of disorder subdued by God's power. The psalm employs rich mythopoeic imagery, presenting the storm as a manifestation of God's triumph over chaos. This is not just a meteorological event, but a theological statement about God's supreme authority. The storm's description intertwines with divine attributes. Words like splendor and power, are strategically used to connect the natural phenomenon with the call to divine worship. The progression of the storm from the sea to the land and its intensification from generic cedars to the specific and majestic cedars of Lebanon signify not only the storm's path but also the breadth of God's dominion. The imagery intensifies as the storm moves over mountains, described as quaking like young animals at the sound of thunder, a hyperbolic expression maintaining God's overwhelming power. The storm's trajectory concludes logically in the desert of Kadesh, identified as the Syrian steppe, illustrating the storm's comprehensive reach. The timing of the storm, marking the beginning of the rainy season, symbolizes the onset of God's rain. The reference to the temple in the concluding verses is interpreted as heavenly, aligning with the storm's celestial audience, and the continuous worship, cry and participle form, of the angelic host. This continual divine adoration especially during the dramatic commencement of the season, sets a pattern for earthly worshippers, urging them to recognize and honor God's manifested glory and sovereignty. In addition, Futado's interpretation of Psalm 29, verses 10, 11 points out the portrayal of the Lord's supreme authority over chaos and His benevolent provision for His people. The term flood in verse 10 is pivotal, symbolizing chaotic primordial waters reminiscent of the creation narrative. This reference is not merely poetic, but serves to reiterate the Lord's enduring sovereignty over the forces that disrupt cosmic order. This dominion is depicted as neither temporary nor limited, repeating the perpetual and comprehensive nature of God's kingship. The implications of divine sovereignty extend to the lived experience of God's people, articulated through the themes of strength and peace in verse 11. The psalm suggests a divine reciprocity, the same awe-inspiring power manifested in the natural world is accessible to God's followers, offering them not only protection but also the potential for thriving, especially in an agrarian context where rain symbolizes life and prosperity. Further, Futato explores the intriguing possibility that Psalm the of May have originated as a hymn to Baal, subsequently adapted to serve the worship of Yahweh. This theory is substantiated by geographical references and linguistic nuances that resonate more with Phoenician culture, where Baal was venerated, than with Israelite traditions. Such a transformation from a hymn celebrating Baal to one glorifying Yahweh is not merely literary, it represents a theological confrontation. This recontextualization aligns with a broader narrative strategy in the Hebrew Bible, where the impotence of Baal is juxtaposed with the omnipotence of Yahweh. Stories like that of Elijah's challenge to the prophets of Baal are emblematic of this trend. In this light, Psalm 29 serves a dual purpose. It is a declaration of God's supreme power over chaos and a subtle yet potent polemic against Baal worship. By attributing the might and majesty typically ascribed to Baal to Yahweh, the psalm not only reaffirms the Lord's supremacy, but also redefines the source of life, strength, and peace for the faithful, firmly rooting these in the worship and acknowledgement of Yahweh. Besides, Futato's analysis of Psalm 29 provides a detailed exegetical perspective, meticulously unpacking the hymnal structure and thematic essence of the text. Recognized as a hymn, the psalm characteristically unfolds in three segments, an opening summons to praise, a central exposition of God's commendable attributes and deeds, and a closing declaration of faith or a reiterated call to worship. Futato's exegesis begins with verses 1-2, where the narrative invites angels to engage in worship. This segment is pivotal, as it instructs the celestial beings to ascribe glory and power to the Lord, particularly at moments when His divine radiance and might are evidently displayed. This directive is not merely a call to worship, but a deliberate distinction, ensuring that glory and power are attributed to the Lord, distinctively setting Him apart from other deities like Baal. In verses 3-9, the psalmist shifts the focus to portray God's glory and might through the vivid imagery of a thunderstorm. This section is noteworthy for its repetitive emphasis on the voice of the Lord, a phrase that resonates through the text, mirroring how thunder reverberates through landscapes. Here the storm is not just a meteorological event, but a profound manifestation of God's eminent presence, a testament to His praiseworthy attributes. The hymn culminates with verses 10-11, affirming God's sovereignty over all creation and His supremacy over chaotic forces. Importantly, This section underlines that the divine strength displayed in the storm is a gift bestowed upon God's people, empowering them towards prosperity and peace. Futato's outline, titled The Angelic Worship of the Lord Who Reigns Reigns, systematically categorizes the psalm into three primary sections, with each subsection meticulously delineated to capture the psalm's logical progression and thematic richness. This structure not only reflects the hymnal genre, but also resonates with the exegetical language, particularly in its nuanced treatment of the themes of glory and power. The outline, analytical yet thematic, encapsulates the essence of the psalm, a profound celebration of the Lord's worship, acknowledging His unrivaled reign and benevolent rule. Additionally, Futato reinterprets the psalms by transitioning from an exegetical to an expository outline adeptly shifting the focus from a historical analysis to a dynamic contemporary worship experience. His expository approach, encapsulated under the theme Worship the King Who Reigns, Reigns, is methodically structured into three principal sections, accepting the King's invitation, responding to the King's motivation, and affirming the King's bounty. The transformation is distinguished by a strategic shift from addressing angels to directly engaging human listeners. This alteration is not merely stylistic but is substantiated by the scripture itself particularly in verses 10 11 which pivot the narrative towards human experience and implications the activity of the angels is portrayed not as a distant spectacle but as an exemplar for human worship with a special emphasis on recognizing the lord as the source of blessings a significant deviation from attributing these to deities like baal also Futato restructures the content for coherence and relatability to modern audiences. This is most evident in Section 1, Subsection B, where he prioritizes the presentation of ideas in a logical, compelling sequence that resonates with contemporary listeners, ensuring the message is not just heard but felt and internalized. Perhaps the most profound element in Futato's exposition is the deliberate use of experience in Section 2. This linguistic choice underscores a paradigm shift from mere intellectual understanding to an immersive sensory engagement with god's glory and power as manifested in the natural world the objective is clear to transcend the boundaries of traditional exposition and facilitate a genuine transformative encounter with the divine reinforcing the notion of god's omnipotence and benevolence in the everyday lives of the believers through these meticulous changes Futato not only invites his audience into a deeper level of worship, but also crafts a narrative that is both timeless and immediately relevant, fostering a profound experiential connection with the divine narrative. Moreover, Futato's interpretation of Psalm 29 in Psalms intricately weaves together the natural and divine realms, presenting a compelling narrative of God's manifest presence in creation. Futato elucidates that phenomena such as thunder and lightning are not mere meteorological events, but profound expressions of God's voice, encapsulating His omnipotence and majesty. Futato emphasizes that the psalm extends an invitation to believers to discern the divine and the natural. He elucidates that ancient Israelites perceived natural phenomena, storm clouds, thunder, and lightning, not just through a physical lens, but as vivid manifestations of the divine presence. They envisioned storm clouds as God's chariot and the thunder as His voice, a perspective that reflects a deep integration of faith with the tangible world. This perception is rooted in biblical theism, which regards creation as a testament to God's glory and divine attributes, as evident in the order, complexity, and beauty of the universe. Furthermore, Futato interprets Psalm 29 as a declaration of God's sovereignty over creation. Despite the apparent chaos and destructive potential of nature, The psalm portrays God as the supreme ruler, commanding even the most formidable forces. This portrayal offers believers reassurance of God's omnipotent governance and His intention to bless humanity amidst life's tumultuous storms. In addition, Futato draws parallels between the awe-inspiring power manifest in nature and the spiritual power accessible to believers. Citing the Apostle Paul, He accentuates that the immense raw energy witnessed in natural phenomena symbolizes the even greater power available to those who believe, a power that enables surpassing what is humanly conceivable. In essence, Futato's reflection on Psalm 29 is a profound meditation on the interplay between the natural world and divine revelation. It's an invitation to believers to perceive God's omnipresence, sovereignty, and the boundless power accessible through faith amidst the grandeur and intricacies of the created world. Further, Futato, in his analysis of Psalm 29, delves into the emotional and spiritual resonance of the text, affirming its capacity to evoke a profound emotional response akin to the experience of a potent storm. He articulates that this psalm, more than a mere literary piece, acts as a conduit between the reader's emotional realm and the awe-inspiring power of the divine, manifesting most vividly in the storm's imagery. This connection is not limited to the act of reading or reciting the psalm, but extends to the actual experience of storms, thus creating a dynamic interaction between the believer's life experiences and the sacred text. Futato asserts that Psalm 29 serves a dual purpose. It instills a sense of awe at the display of God's omnipotence in natural phenomena, and it stirs a profound sense of anticipation for the divine providence and blessings that are to come. The psalm employs the storm's grandeur as a metaphor for God's supreme power, invoking a sense of fear that ultimately translates into comfort and reassurance, akin to a child seeking refuge in a parent's embrace amidst overwhelming circumstances. Besides, Futato interprets the psalm as a divine summons, a call to acknowledge and anticipate God's intervention in the believer's life. The verses are seen as an invitation for the heavenly beings to recognize God's supreme power, setting the stage for profound anticipation and readiness for witnessing God's majestic acts. This anticipation extends beyond the awe of natural events to a deeper yearning for God's blessings and governance in the believer's life. The psalm is thus a preparation of the heart and mind to perceive and welcome the Lord's power and blessings, reminiscent of the ancient Israelites' anticipation of life-giving reigns and God's providential reign. In sum, Psalm 29, through its vivid emotional narrative, aims to deepen the believer's understanding of God's omnipotence, evoke a sense of reverence in His presence, and instill an earnest anticipation for His providential care and blessings. It serves as a poignant reminder of the indispensability of divine presence in the tangible realities of life, urging believers to actively await and embrace the manifestation of God's kingdom on earth as fervently as it is in heaven. Last but not least, Futato's interpretation of Psalm 29 frames it as a compelling summons to worship and a beacon of hope, urging believers to recognize and revere God's majesty as displayed in nature. He highlights a modern-day tendency to credit the awe-inspiring facets of the natural world to mere material forces or natural phenomena, a perspective he describes as a drift towards materialism or naturalism. In contrast, Psalm 29 advocates for a theistic view, attributing the grandeur and power witnessed in nature to God, thus challenging the faithful to redirect their awe from the creation to the Creator, acknowledging His sovereignty and omnipotence. Futato indicates that Psalm 29 is not merely a call to worship, but also a source of profound hope. It prompts believers to confront their life's challenges with a sense of anticipation and faith in God's strength and providential care. This scripture encourages a perspective that looks beyond immediate adversities fostering resilience, endurance, and an expectation of well-being through unwavering trust in God's omnipotent presence. Additionally, Futado connects this message of hope to the Christian doctrine of salvation through Jesus Christ. He elucidates that the ultimate manifestation of God's power and love for humanity is epitomized in the life, crucifixion, and resurrection of Jesus. This pivotal event in Christian belief is not just a historical narrative, but represents a promise of abundant life for followers, a life characterized not by transient worldly pleasures, but by the profound peace and prosperity that comes from a deep personal relationship with God. In essence, Futado portrays Psalm 29 as a poignant reminder of God's imminent power and an invitation to live a life anchored in hope, worship, and divine promise. In conclusion, Futado's exposition of Psalm 29 offers a deep dive into its structure, themes, and theological nuances, presenting it as a complex and cohesive hymn of divine majesty. The psalm unfolds in three distinct strophes. The initial verses call for the acknowledgement of God's glory and might. The middle verses vividly depict God's voice as a commanding force in creation, and the final verses celebrate God's eternal kingship, assuring His provision of strength and peace to His people. Also, Futato brings to light the artistic craftsmanship in the psalm, maintaining the intentional repetitions and the strategic shift from commands to statements that together enhance the text's rhythmic and thematic unity. He extends his analysis to consider the psalm's relation with its surrounding texts, notably contrasting the divine silence in Psalm 28 with the potent presence of God's voice in Psalm 29. This contrast not only points out God's overarching sovereignty, but also his intimate involvement with his creation. Moreover, Futato situates Psalm 29 within the broader context of Kingship of Yahweh Psalms. He interprets the imagery of mighty waters as metaphors for cosmic chaos, showcasing God's role in establishing order. The psalm's widening audience from celestial beings to all humanity parallels Psalm 96, reiterating the universal recognition of God's sovereign rule. Furthermore, in particular, Futato's analysis of the opening verses of Psalm 29 sheds light on its intricate poetic structure. He identifies a complex quatrain, rich in repetition, that sets the stage for a divine assembly of celestial beings, presumably angels, called to worship God's visible splendor and royal authority. This structure intricately blends the call to worship with the portrayal of God's attributes, paving the way for the subsequent depiction of his sovereignty through the storm imagery in the psalm. Through his meticulous examination, Futato not only repeats the structural and thematic intricacies of Psalm 29, but also invites a deeper, more reflective engagement with its profound message of divine majesty and grace.